Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation about topics that you bring to the table today because uh, people have reached out to us on Instagram after we asked for topic ideas. And so today's episode will be all about that. I want to thank you for listening. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. I'm right here. I'm Amanda Barker. You're listening to The Insomnia Project. So if you tuned into a different podcast, get ready to be calm and drift away. Imagine you were tuning into something very different. There is another podcast called The Insomnia Project, which is a sci-fi podcast. Oh, no. I know. They decided to take or use the name that we've had for it's years. It's such a specific name. I know, I know. But Well, maybe sci-fi, maybe their sci-fi puts people to sleep. Maybe some of their sci-fi listeners are listening to us. Maybe you can listen to us and imagine we're in another universe. Speaking of universes, Amanda, mm-hmm. we did a little Instagram story, I guess you could say. Where I you- don't know, I'm so rarely on Instagram. Well, you did a little chat. I a did. Little, a little sort of hello And it received quite a bit of attention. People really liked seeing you. Thank you, everyone. And we got more show ideas from that. That's so great. That's what it's about. If you haven't followed us yet, you can follow us on Instagram at The Insomnia Project or on Twitter at Listen and Sleep. Mm -hmm. So what are some of these show ideas? I'm very curious intrigued. So Lisa reached out to us oh, and she's Lisa. also Hi Lisa. She's also a Patreon patron on Patreon and she has some ideas so for the Hi patron. Lisa here and we'll say hi to Lisa when we do the Patreon episode. And probably the, a segue, just a reminder if you want to be a Patreon and receive ad-free content, you can do it for a very low price. I actually don't know what that price is, but I think it's, it's low. Um two dollars a month for the yeah, the so base and then depending on what you want like we do a segment where I ask you your book reviews, mm-hmm. and so I need to do one where there, and you tell us uh, the latest. I book have some new ones, I by know. the way. Yeah, we'll I've been that. reading quite a bit lately. Anyways, and it, and it goes up from there. But cool. So that's that's just an option for anyone who ever wants it. But that's uh, patreon.com slash the insomnia project or go to our show notes where you'll find it. We don't plug. We're really not pluggy marketing people at all. No. So. Uh, excuse us every now and then. To be honest, it's just letting people know the service is there. It's true. It's but this true. podcast is here. You can listen Speaking to it Speaking of plugs, did you remember PBS and how they would always have their fundraisers? 
Yeah, I loved them. I love them, too. I always found that to be very calm, too, was PBS. <laughs> yes, very calm. Bernadette Peters telling you, you know, you've if you want to watch the whole thing, we work so hard to get this quality programming to you. I Bernadette, say, Peter, Bernadette Peters never <laughs> told me You anything. know why? Because my parents in Florida watch a lot of PBS. They watch a lot of, they watch a lot of Antiques Roadshow. Love it. And then local Floridians people who have homes or live in Florida at least part-time or full-time do the PBS fund and Bernadette Peters is one of them. I think she, was she at, lives in Florida. She's right? got a house or something. Okay. Yeah. I she know. doesn't do it here in Toronto, Buffalo. <laughs> Ours is Buffalo. And I grew up in the, uh, the flagship home of PBS, which is Boston. Oh, and so what celeb did it there? Oh gosh. Um, I don't remember celebs. I just remember, okay. You know, local PBS people. I know here there was always a woman with a Dorothy Hamill cut. Okay. She had kind of blonde hair. Okay. I want to say her name was like Phoebe or Stevie or something like Mm. that. An E name. Yeah. Evie. Yeah. So. Gosh, now I'm trying to remember the PBS fundraising drives of my youth. I think like older people, like old. So so it would have been like people who were stars from like the 60s. when we saw it in the 80s. I see, I see. Okay, so, sure. But I sure. don't know who any of those people, like the David Hasselhoffs of yesteryear right. kind of thing, like right. quaffed older men. I hate to break it to you, but David Hasselhoff is an old star as we, and when you say David Hasselhoff. That's what I mean, y- because now he would be an older star, right? He would be an old man see, or an older man on doing that kind of drive. Sure. So, I mean, of yesteryear, so the people who are on Bonanza. right. Michael Michael Land and Lauren yeah, Michael Green. Michael I think, did do PBS. Well, he was on Bonanza. Lauren oh, Green. Oh, was he? Yeah, Lauren Green. Hmm. The guy who played Hoss. Any of them. I don't sure. know any of these names. I don't know these old... Kitty Carlisle or something like I that. I don't know. Old Western Hollywoody. And then you'd yell, Mom, that's somebody you like. Right. I remember Loretta Lynn was on The Muppets. Whenever there was somebody on The Muppets... Like that, we I would yell to my mom, guess who's on the Muppets? I saw Loretta Lynn perform once live, and you, she was fantastic. I, I have a mar- marital bone to pick with you. This has nothing to do with what this Lisa wanted. This is everything. Wanted. This <laughs> is so calming. Lisa said, please have a, have a marital dispute on her. She I did. think she did. Okay. Um, we will get to that in just a moment. But my, I just need to say this, sure. Marco. I spent the last 13 years yes. blissfully married to you. Uh-oh. And I often hear, and we were together some time before that, mm-hmm. and I often hear you say, oh, I saw this person. Yeah. And I saw that person. Sure. I saw them live. They were great. Exactly. But I noticed that we, you and I, don't go to any of these shows together. You saw all these wonderful acts, and we have seen one or two things at best we live. We saw Dolly. And what else did we see? We saw in thirteen years. We saw um, Garth Brooks and his wife perform a Christmas show. Yeah, that wasn't Garth Brooks. That was Vince Gill. Same thing. Not really. And no. we saw. And also his wife, Amy. Trish uh, Yearwood. No, no. Amy Grant. Amy Grant and Vince Gill. That's right. They're married. They're married don't, together. Don't do a key party with them. Amy no. Grant and Vince Gill. Trish Yearwood is married to Garth Brooks. Who we did not see live. I saw them live. When? I thought it was with you. 
<laughs> no, no. I, did, I did not see the look. <laughs> yes, and they were, and Vince Gill and Amy Grant put on a beautiful, beautiful Christmas show at the Ryman in Nashville. They're wonderful. If oh, you get a what chance a beautiful to see show them, that was. or Garth Brooks, or Dolly Parton, or if you get a chance to watch a Loretta Lynn concert, I recommend it. Didn't, isn't Loretta Lynn gone? Yes, she is. You mean like a taped? Yeah, version? a taped, like a okay. videotape or a. A videotape. Oh, right. If you can find a videotape in a yard sale and then find a VCR at a Goodwill. Or then... if you watch PBS in your city and they happen to show <laughs> um, past Loretta You know Lynn. who does a lot of PBS fundraising drives? Carol Burnett. She's awesome. Yeah. She does a lot. And she did them in, in the yes. She was the Carol Burnett of yesteryear as well. Yes. She did them a lot. Yeah, she's amazing. She's so great. Okay, back to Lisa's question. Okay. Lisa, thank you for staying with us as we... Well, as we don't we know that, that she did. She may not have. Um, Lisa says, what makes the best cafe or coffee shop in your opinion? I feel like you have strong feelings. I have this. very strong feelings about this. And mm-hmm. I was actually speaking with friends recently, yesterday, just mm-hmm. yesterday about this. Okay. Actually, I was actually, to be honest with you, I was speaking to friends at a restaurant yesterday, and I also had a Facebook conversation with Lucy DeRosa, good friend of ours, mm-hmm. based in Brooklyn. Shout out to Lucy. She mm-hmm. often listens. Mm-hmm. About coffee. Okay. And how oftentimes when you get drip coffee at coffee shops, it's not very good. Right. It tastes like swamp water, let's say. It's thin and doesn't do what it needs to do. Or it's too strong, like it's been boiling away till it, it gets to tar. I think a lot of coffee gives coffee a bad name. Yeah, I agree. Because I was not a coffee drinker until you and I, I was an occasional coffee drinker, but I wasn't a daily coffee drinker, I don't think, until you and I um, joined forces. And um, I... I think if if you had been in my life sooner, I would have been a coffee drinker sure. sooner. Um, but I do think most a lot of coffee gives coffee a bad name. Yeah, I agree. I would say that. So for me, Lisa, if I'm having espresso and I go into a coffee shop and they don't give the give me the option of a single or a double, and they always just pull doubles because yeah. that's what they do, I have a problem with that because I like my cappuccinos to be one part coffee one part milk one part froth and which is how they do it in italy of course right in so europe who's, i should say who's pulling the doubles americans and no, then canadians no as no, well? no i'm not gonna no i'm not gonna finger point at anyone because it happens in many places okay. so i find we go to we go to coffee houses here in definitely toronto. in toronto it's a it's a it's a thing. And they'll pull doubles and I'll say, I want a single. Now, what do you mean? Not everyone knows what you mean when you say pull doubles. Okay, that's It's, that's a very technical term. It's a, yeah, it's an industry term for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a technical term. I don't know if they... Well, I don't... It's not a term that I would just say, can you pull me a double? <laughs> right. I don't... Not, not in terms of coffee anyway. Sure. When would you use that? Can you pull me a double? <laughs> I hate to guess, but anyways. <laughs> so... When you have an espresso um, handle, I'll call it. Okay. It has a proper term, and I can't think of it right now. But you know the thing that they use in the espresso machine. So, uh, so the piece. I'm going to try to describe it, and, and you tell me of if course. this is what you mean. The piece of the espresso machine that holds the coffee grinds themselves. That's the gateway between the machine and the cup that it's serving. Correct. Okay. Thank you. That's a great. That's a great way to describe it, and I appreciate that. So that handle will often have a spout. And 
If it has one spout, the handle will have a spout. The bottom, the reservoir of the handle. That will have, piece has a spout. Has a spout. Hat, yeah. And a handle. And a handle. That's correct. That's why okay. I was saying. Yeah, it looks like it kind of looks like uh, like that. Yes, yeah, so actually, under, it I, has a it has a name. You'll probably see it on uh, there. So it has a group spout. head. I think it's called here. Okay. No, the porta filter. The porta filter is the filter part. Anyways, it doesn't matter. No, it does. I mean, we're talking about it intentionally, okay. so it does matter. Okay, so th- I guess it's called the... Group head. Group head. Okay, I've never heard it called that, but... No, I know, but you said the handle has a spout, so that means that's a different image that you're creating. Sure. So I just want to be clear with what we're saying. It's Sorry, the handle doesn't have the spout. The filter mm-hmm. basin that has the coffee grinds in mm-hmm. it will have a spout. And if it has a single spout, mm-hmm. it will pull a single shot. Okay. If it has a double spout, it will pull two shots. And when you say pull? It means it will percolate okay. a single shot okay. or a double shot. Say that word again? Percolate. Per- per- I say percolate. Percolate? I don't oh. even think it percolates, to be honest with you. Percolate. It brews. Okay. It brews. Yeah, because it brews. Doesn't, doesn't even really brew. It I it, say browse. No, you don't. <laughs> it it performs the espresso. Performs it. extraction. How would you say it? No, I like that. It performs the espresso ex- extraction. Is a beautiful. I think everyone should weave that into their morning vernacular. I'm going to perform the espresso extraction. So, if you only have a single spout, it'll only do a single shot. If you have a double shot, a double spout, it will brew. Or perform per, perform a double shot for your, a double shot extraction, or yeah. pull a double. It'll pull a double, right? Now, here's the funny thing: some of them don't even have the spouts, so they just kind of fall. Like it just has a. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was ever a spout involved. I'm learning this tonight. So, so as a result, the now I lost my train. As a result, <laughs> the uh, espresso, when you pull a double yeah. shot, it's intense and it's more coffee than I want. It's twice the amount of coffee. It doesn't balance with the amount of In milk. In your latte or right. cappuccino. So for me, it's too strong. I don't enjoy it that way. Mm-hmm. So when I ask someone to pull a single shot, but they only have the double because a mm-hmm. lot of restaurants will only have doubles, mm-hmm. double spouts, they will... Stop it. They'll they'll start it, and then they'll stop it manually. Oh, okay. But the problem with that is you don't have the full es- expression expression of the crema, which is the the light. full expression or expression of espresso. Expression. It okay. exp- gets expressed, right? And what is the crema? The crema is the top layer of the espresso coffee that's slightly frothed. Okay. And it has a light brown color to it. So whereas espresso coffee is dark brown, it has a lighter brown. There's a little bit of texture and thickness in that crema. And it has a smooth finish. So you want the crema. Okay. But if you if you manually stop it, you don't get the full expression of the coffee. I see. So and is it the machine's fault? No, it's the person who thinks that they can just stop it whenever they want to make a single shot. That's not how you do it. I what see. You, what you would do is you would put two small espresso cups under both spouts. Okay. 
hit the button that'll that'll time how long the espresso is being filtered through. Okay. Let's say 26 seconds. Mm -hmm. And one spout would go in one espresso cup. One spout would go in another espresso cup. And you would have a single shot in each. So since we're here, I'm going to ask a hotly debated question to someone who I believe knows the difference. Mm -hmm. What is the difference, the true difference between a cappuccino and a latte? Okay. So that's a great question. So a cappuccino is one part espresso, one part milk, one part, equal parts, I should say. Equal parts. I didn't know that. Yeah. So equal parts espresso, milk, and foam. But as we know it here in North America, it's not actually equal parts. Because we use bigger, we use bigger um, vessels, drinking vessels, drinking like a proper cappuccino is actually in a smaller cup, right? Like a demi tasse. Exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. But and, we often have cappuccinos that are big, right? Grandes or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. And um, a latte is mainly milk with the slightest amount of foam on the top. So a latte has more milk. It has more milk, yeah, because latte means milk. And less foam, too. So here's, okay, so to answer Lisa, part of Lisa's question, Mm -hmm. when I go to a coffee place that I like, Mm -hmm. how do I determine if I'm going to have an espresso, a cappuccino, or a latte? It often depends on what I'm going to be doing afterwards. So if I'm going for a longer card ride, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a latte because it's going to last me longer. The volume of milk to coffee ratio is bigger, mm-hmm. and therefore I'm going to enjoy it on the road. If I'm having coffee with, say, a friend, Trevor, Dale, Lucy in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to have a cappuccino because we're going to sit and drink it out of a cup. I see. And so I can I can monitor how much I'm going to drink with my friends as we talk and laugh. Okay. If I need to just get that dose of caffeine Mm -hmm. and I want to be in and out, I'll get the espresso. Or if I'm with friends and it's at the end of the evening Mm -hmm. or we're about to do some work, Mm -hmm. I'll get an espresso corretto. And corretto means they do a glug, just a quick shot of liquor in your espresso. So here's my question. Yes. And I do that with Daniela and Trevor. Warm milk has some something in it, right, that makes people sleepy? Yes, I would say so. So I always wondered, like, isn't it counterintuitive to put espresso into warm milk? No, because the caffeine the espresso is Ca- going to... Caffeine wins over the milk? Well, listen, I'm not a bioscientist here. Yet. Yet. Nor am I a lactician. <laughs> so I don't know the difference. I've like, always wondered that. Yeah, it's a good question. I sometimes think a latte is going to make you sleepier because it's so much more milk no. that's heated. I mean, I think the, the warm milk has a calming effect. I don't necessarily think it has a um, sleepy effect. So since we're in Lisa's world here with Lisa's question, I would love to hear about some cafes you've visited in the past that you consider memorable. Okay, great and question. Why. And why to paint a picture? So I loved going to coffee places in Istanbul, Turkey. Mm. Mm-hmm. You didn't see that one coming, right? Because I love. No, a, I think of. Yeah. I, didn't we have tea in Istanbul? No, I guess well, we had coffee. We did. We had Turkish coffee. Yeah, beautiful. Which you, which forces you to sit and wait for the grinds to fall before mm. you drink it. Mm-hmm. Remember, we had the Turkish coffee with a little bit of that. Yeah. Liquor. Ma- oh, yeah. Mastik. Mastik. Yeah. The thing about Turkish coffee is that it begs for time 
and patience. So it's a process. You cannot just have a quick sip. It's the opposite, actually, of being in Italy at a bar where so many people in the morning go to go to a quick bar, cafe, whatever, and they don't even sit. They just stand at the bar, have a quick espresso, and off they go. Um, so a Turkish coffee would be the absolute opposite of that. Maybe something to have at night after a meal or a mid-afternoon, I think we did. We were in Turkey in, I believe, November, early December. So it was cooler than I was wearing. I remember a big gray sweater. Sure. And so um, it wasn't cold, cold, but it was certainly a cooler European moment or Asian moment because Turkey is both, isn't it? It's both uh, Asia Turkey, and Europe. Yeah, it, it spans but it, the whole country is both Asia and Europe, right? It's not half and half. I don't think. I think the whole thing is considered part again, of either. I, that's, I, I don't know exactly, and I don't want to make a mistake because... Sure. Well, anyway, we it is... Turkey is considered the gateway, the bridge right. of the two. Um, and, of course, Asia into the Middle East. And I loved that we could also get that tea that you were talking about in Turkey at the cafe. That mint tea? It was mint. It was different teas, but they were in little glass, um, yeah, tall, tall glass mm-hmm. um, vessels. Mm-hmm. And everything was served with just a little bit of, just a little tiny square or two of Turkish delight. So that chewy, delicious... Um, Candied. Can- almost covered in like a, a powdered sugar, yeah. um, pistachio flavor, pomegranate yeah. flavors. There's a few others, so but there, there was really delicious. something so delightful about that, Amanda. Oh, so nice. And I looked it up. That handle that I was talking about, it's called a portafilter. Is that what you said it was? A I did at okay. one point. Okay, yeah. so yeah, it is, I'm confirming You're it's back a portafilter. You're there now? Yeah, I just wanted to confirm that. So that was one of my cafes that I, I loved. Okay. I, I should say the cafes in Istanbul. I didn't pick one. Mm-hmm. Then... You know, there's certain cafes in Italy. Mm-hmm. I love going to an uh, auto stop, uh, which is a a pullover on the highway, like like little, an auto grill, like an auto grill. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was like, what's auto stop? Oh, auto grill, auto stop. Uh, they're auto, called different things. Auto grills are a chain. I see. Yeah, so uh, an auto stop would mean you stop yeah. your auto on yeah. like off off the highway. And those are one of my favorite places to just grab a quick espresso, down it and go, or, you know, a coffee beverage. I know when I, when I first, my very, very first day in Europe, we're on a Europe mm-hmm. bender right now. Mm-hmm. My very first day in Europe was my first afternoon in Monaco. Sure. And I went across the street from the little apartment that I was living in. Um, and met my, at the time, the my boss, who I was going to be working for, and his wife. And we met at the Café du Paris, which is, you know, there's obviously one in Paris, too. Sure. But there's one in Monaco. And it uh, it's right by the casino in Monte Carlo. It's just, a, just your very typical um, café, bistro kind of thing. Sure. But I'll never forget going to that café and having a café au lait. Um, you know, just sitting in the sun, and uh, it was. I I tried tartare for the first time there, which was all new to me at sure. that age and that time. So that one really sticks out, I think, just because it was my very very first moments in mm-hmm. Europe. Um. So yeah, that that's one that sticks out to me. I'm trying to think of some other cafes. One of my favorites is the one off of Oakwood. Mm-hmm. That. What they did was they took an old house and you walk into the 
as if you were walking into the door of a house mm, mm-hmm. and it's an espresso bar. Yeah. Do you remember the name of it? I call it Acorn, but it's and it not. And it has an acorn on it, but I believe it's called Oakwood Espresso, isn't it? I think it's called Oakwood Espresso, but I called it Acorn and I made Amanda try to find it. And he kept saying, look in the GPS, just type in Acorn. Just type saying, in Acorn. There's, like, there's one in Michigan. There's a place in Ohio. Yeah. Actually, speaking of Ohio, mm-hmm. there's an amazing cafe as funny as this sounds, there's an amazing cafe in Akron, Ohio. Sure. Akron is a university town. Love a it. lot of great bands and music has come from Akron, from the Midwest. Um, the Black Keys most recently, but there's lots of other ones sure. too. And there's a place called Angel Hair Cafe in Akron. I believe it's uh, it's sort of a staple in Akron. And it was a beautiful cafe. And it was... One of those, I would say, like the quintessential um, American University cafe sure. experience. Okay. So huge delights, state squares and gluten-free everything and every type of coffee and syrup imaginable, but done in a way that's very homey, very lovely. I remember the staff there being lovely. And for me, that's a key part of any cafe experience. You want the warmth and the welcome. Sure. Now, Cafe du Petit was not that at all. It was the least warm thing. The waiters did not care about you at all. Okay. Um, but um, Angel Hair Cafe, I believe that's what it's called. I'm going to look it up sure. just to be sure. sure. I just remember the warmth of the people there um, were so lovely and so sweet. And uh, it was a lovely experience. I haven't thought about that place in a while. So I hope it's still around. Just what's it what's so funny, Amanda, is we're getting to the end of our episode and we have like four other people who had things we wanted to talk well, about. those are other episodes. That's going to be other episodes. But yeah. I want to thank everyone who had topic topics that they brought forward on Instagram continue to do so thank you to T we'll be talking about yours sorry I you're not wrapping up are you soon no I've got time but I just okay, wanted I just, to I need to make a correction sure I got the name wrong okay so can I just jump in of here of course you I'm can I'm sorry T I'm so sorry but we will talk about yours but it's called Angel Falls Coffee I see there's no hair involved no hair in your food no hair in the title Angel and they don't make angel hair pasta. They don't that I know of. But see, like, look at the, when you just look at it, like, oh, look it at the cinnamon good. buns and the Yum. lemon squares and just anything you could want of a baked goods coffee shop with excellent coffee. So it's called Angel? Angel Falls Coffee. Located? Akron, Ohio. What's Does it have the address there? Uh, Sure, yeah. It's um 792 West Market Street. There That's downtown, downtown in Akron. It's, it's. You know, I traveled all across the states. There's lots of cafes sure. I could talk about, but that one really jumps out at me. Cool. Well, once again, T, thank you for mm-hmm. giving us a suggestion. Emma wanted to say that she she gave us the suggestion from last week's episode, mm-hmm. Birth Flowers and Their Meaning, and thought it was really hilarious how you were trying to pronounce their last name. And did I get it right? I don't think so. No one knows. I, thought, okay. I think it's Dolphin. I think okay. it's, I, I'm going to guess Dolphin. There's a J in there. So it throws us off, mm-hmm. um, but or throws Lo- me off. Love a silent J. Who doesn't love a silent? Where do you? Where that'd be a it? great name for a cafe, Silent J, or a bi- a band. There used to be a silent cafe. Uh, I think it's still there in my university called the Flying A. I've been to Flying J's, which are auto stops. Oh, okay. Well, there, there you, you go. go. You know what? I feel like there's so many more cafes to talk about, but maybe we can keep going in the Patreon episode and talk about more of cafes from around the world. We'll do that for sure. 
Well, folks, thank you for joining us today. And we hope you were able to listen to our PBS coffee chat (laughs) and fall asleep. If not, thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week. We hope you listened and you slept. I I don't know. I didn't didn't end it right. We hope you listen and sleep.